Sometimes the best stories in golf aren't found on tour. You'll find them at the back of the range. And here's your host, Ben Adelberg. And thank you again for joining me here at the back of the range. I'm your host, Ben Adelberg. This is episode 47. So before we get to this week's guest, we need to send some special good luck mojo down to a friend of the podcast, Garrett Barber. Garrett is a South Florida guy. He's a freshman on the LSU golf team. He's making his PGA Tour debut this week at the RSM Classic in Sea Island, Georgia. How did that happen? Well, he won the Jones Cup earlier this year. You know, it's one of those elite-level amateur events that I don't... I never get an invite to that. But anyway, he won. The winner gets a special exemption. He is in the tournament this week, making his PGA Tour debut. Good luck to Garrett. Enjoy the experience. We'll be catching up with Garrett, actually, next week. Some more mojo has to go down to the defending champion as well, Austin Cook. Austin was a guest on the Back of the Range earlier this year, episode 28 to be exact. You can go check out that episode and all of our previous episodes. You know the drill. Let's get it out of the way. We are on Instagram, the Back of the Range podcast. That's where you find all of the information on upcoming guests like Garrett. We have our announcements. We have our giveaways. It's all happening on the gram. If you haven't followed us there, please do. We're also on Facebook and Twitter. Now, don't worry about writing down the Twitter handle or the Facebook page and all that stuff. All the links are available in the show notes of this podcast. And to make it even easier, if you can't remember all that, just remember this. Thebackoftherange.com. That is the central hub. That'll get you everywhere that you need to go. So our guest this week knows Garrett Barber pretty well. In fact, they share an identical accomplishment on their playing resumes, the 2018 U.S. four-ball championship. They won that at Jupiter Hills earlier this year. So our guest this week, Garrett's partner in that event, freshman at the University of Texas, Cole Hammer. So if you follow amateur golf, you probably already know who Cole Hammer is. You remember the 2015 U.S. Open at Chambers Bay? Well, if you get past the stories about how bad the greens were and you, you know, get past the ending with Spieth and Dustin Johnson, one of the big stories was this 15-year-old kid that qualified for the U.S. Open. That would be Cole Hammer. Well, he still plays quite a bit of golf. So he wins the U.S. four ball with Garrett Barber earlier this year. Oh, I Totally forgot to mention that last year, yeah, they were on the inaugural Junior President's Cup team. Pretty cool. Anyway, Cole's 2018 semifinalist at the USAM, semifinalist at the US Junior Am, got invited to play the US World Amateur Team in Ireland, and then he also won the Western Amateur. So, a pretty amazing year. He had a pretty good caddy on the bag that week at the Western Am. We're going to get into that a little bit later. But let's get started now. Cole... Welcome to the back of the range. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me, Ben. I'm excited to be here. Well, this is going to be fun. Um, I've been, uh, I know you've had a really busy fall season of travel with, uh, with Texas. I know you just got back from, uh, from the Isleworth tournament. So before we get into your, your, your college, your, your, your first few tournaments of college golf and all the things you've accomplished in amateur golf, um, I thought we'd break the ice really simply here and and keep things a little bit light. Um, Hypothetical scenario, your family is safe, your pets are safe, but you have to run into your bedroom to get one of your trophies out of your house. you got to leave with just one. Which one are you going to go back and get? 
Just one. Well, actually, it's probably going to be made a little easier after the summer. I think I'd go straight for that Western trophy. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then not not really look back, uh, <laughs> especially since especially since I uh, I shipped the four ball trophy over to Garrett Barber. So now we've only really only got one in the house now. Oh man, you're beating me on a technicality. That's brilliant. That's great. Um, <laughs> so you talk about um, your your early days in golf. We always like to ask these questions to our guests when they first uh, you know first come on and first get into the game of golf. Um, I've heard tons of answers from Hey, I got dragged to the course by mom or dad or you know, my a grandparent got me into it, or I just followed some of my friends to the driving range, not knowing anything about golf. Um, tell me how you actually, what are some of your first memories of golf? I can honestly say, I mean, it's, it's, it's tough to remember, but some of the first memories I have uh, are going out to the, to the range at uh, my home course, River Oaks Country Club down in Houston with my, uh, with my dad and my mom. Uh, we just go out there and I had these, I'm pretty sure they were like, Snoopy clubs yes. and I go out there and just and whack a couple on, on the, on the range. And then, I mean, as I got, I mean, as I got to age like three, four, five, I probably graduated to the U S kid stuff and, and re still remember basically every club I've had, uh, since then. And, um, kind of, kind of the age range I had them. So you're a gear junkie then you're not just a great player. You're also a golf gear junkie as well. I mean, a little bit. Uh, I, I just have a pretty good memory about the the clubs I've played, and I've I've been with Ping ever since I was like twelve years old. So sure. I haven't I haven't moved around a whole lot. Um, but yes, I I do love looking at, at old golf clubs and 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 taking some some McGregor's out to the range and hitting those every once in a while. Oh, you just like to punish yourself. Can you think of a, uh, any one of your equipment choices looking back, thinking to yourself, man, I, this is the, this is the greatest idea ever. I'm going to totally do this. And then looking back at it now, you're thinking to yourself, what in the heck was I thinking about? Oh man, I, I guess so. I mean, I've always kind of stuck with, uh, somewhere set up in my bag, but I mean, there was a time when I, I, I thought about uh, like trying like a, like a driving iron and, and my setup and, and it, I, I mean, I quickly figured out that it wasn't going to work. So I've really never put something in the bag. And then a year later been like, wow, what was I thinking? <laughs> um, which, uh, I, I'm glad about because that would have been a, a year of wasted time, probably. Of, of course, yeah. The nine wood really didn't have much of a future. So yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, you know, most of the parents of of really good golfers, you know, it's you know maybe you have a dad or a mom that's a, a teaching pro, but um, I did a little research. Your parents are really good golfers, aren't they? They do. They do. They definitely love the game. My uh, both my parents are are like past club champions at our at our home course in houston and and my dad actually just finished like eighth in the state mid-am this past year which oh, nice. was which is pretty pretty good for him so yeah we've got i've got a good background in the family uh as far as golf goes and and i mean i owe it all to them for the reason why i'm, I'm playing golf right now we're not going to let you take it easy on them that much so when was the first time that you beat your mom and dad in golf you gotta have oh. some pretty bad you gotta have some pretty tough battles over there with, with mom and oh dad. No, no doubt about it um I, my mom hit, hits the ball pretty far. Uh, so I remember uh, being like 10 or 11 and, and like hitting the ball about as far as she does. And, and, and like, just, I, I just couldn't wait until the day I like outdrove my mom. And, uh, I, it sounds strange, but it, I mean, it was, it was a goal of mine. And then, uh, the day it happened, I, 
I, I can't specifically remember the day it happened, but I just uh, it, it just kind of kept the ball rolling. And then the next step was to kind of do the same with my dad. And then I think I was about 12. I uh, no, I'd say 13. I think I was 13 when I beat my dad for the first time nice. from the same piece. I mean, I'm, I, I probably, I beat him from, you know, the ladies tees at some point, um, growing up, but like the first time I beat him, like mano mano head to head was probably when I was about 13, um, from the same tees. And, um, even now, like if I don't play that great and he, he's playing well that day, like it can be a great, uh, great battle out there. Oh, sure. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, you mentioned, you know, the first thing you mentioned was that Western Am win that you had this year. Your mother was on the back for you, catting for you the entire way. And of course, you know, you played in the 2015 U.S. Open, which we'll get into later. Your dad was on the back for that. You know, I, I'm not going to go down that road of creating a problem for you at home by, by saying which one is a better caddy, mom or dad. But what are some of the differences when you have mom on the bag or you have your dad on the bag? There, there are definitely distinct differences. Uh, my, <laughs> sorry, sorry, parents, but, uh, yeah. uh, yeah, but my, my mom is, uh, not that my dad's not, but my mom is like incredibly encouraging and like, like positive the entire time. And sure. like, she, she literally never like, she like nothing phases her, no shot, like phases her, like she's not wrapped up in, and what I'm doing mentally or physically. So like literally it's just a, it's a support system on the bag and which sure. is, which is great, especially when I'm playing well and, and, and don't really need any, any um, help or advice. So um, that's worked out for me pretty well. I mean, she's she carries for me about probably two or three times during the summer. Um, and we always enjoy that. Um, and then on the other hand, my dad at California U S open. Um, I mean, he's taught me a lot. Uh, about what I know about the game. So, I mean, he's a little, he's, he's more involved out there um, on the bag, which, which is, uh, which is a good thing sometimes and not such a great thing others. Um, so, I mean, it's, uh, he just kind of, he, he knows, he knows my game pretty well and, and, and kind of um, tries to, tries to help me a little bit with the mental side of things, which um, sometimes good and sometimes not again. So it just kind of depends. Um I've honestly, I mean, just for one reason or another, just kind of graduated away from having my dad on the bag just because I feel like sometimes I'd, I'd rather just um, kind of make my make my own way out there and not have kind of two different um, eyes looking at, at the shot. So, sure. I, so that, I mean, it is nothing against him as a caddy or, or as a dad, obviously, because, I mean, I've, I, I love him out there. It's just sometimes... I'd rather just be able to look at the, the shot myself. Well, and also I would have to imagine, I know you're the boss out there and you're the one hitting the shot, but when you look over and it's a parent that's been such a role model for your entire life, maybe it's harder for you to be a little more uh, assertive to say, hey, I don't need to hear that or, or let's let's just focus on this. So I can imagine that could be a little bit of a challenge as well. I mean, they mean well, but you have to, you know, there has to be that player-caddy relationship, you know, that's separate of the, son parent relationship yeah i mean no doubt about it and then then that's kind of what we've come to find out over these last few years sure. um, and so, i would yeah. imagine at the U at the u.s open i mean did you ever i don't even i can't even fathom what that must be like being 15 you're playing the u.s open and then dad's on the bag did dad ever did you see or any rookie mistakes out of dad when he was catting for you at the u.s open where dad i, I need <laughs> you to focus i know that's tiger over there but i need you to actually in. actually yeah 
Uh, it's pretty funny. I mean, I would have wanted, I would not have wanted anyone else on the back. That's for sure. For sure. That. I mean, it was just so cool uh, having him on the back when I was 15. But I, I remember uh, one shot. I think it was on, it was on the 12th hole, the the first day, which was my third hole, and like I had, uh, like uh, we were stepping off the yardage because obviously you can't use range finders, and like it was like 125, like add 12 to make it 137 and he like subtracted it and made it like 100 yards and i was like you're that's just not right so he like <laughs> did the opposite he subtracted so added after he stepped it off and i had to correct it it was pretty funny pretty that's, funny moment that, that'll that'll lighten the mood really quickly yeah and, it, did. Uh, it was funny that's perfect so um you're you're at texas right now you know we've had a lot of uh whether they be uh, college coaches on the on the podcast in the past or college players we have a lot of juniors and parents of juniors that listen to the podcast and i always like kind of to go in this direction you know you could have had your choice to play in any single school uh, your your junior ranking is just was i don't know what it was at the time but it, no one was turning you down i mean how did you come to choose texas over all the other programs around the country Honestly, it was a little bit easier process for me than others because it can be a grind. Uh, I mean, so many guys uh, like stick it out until until the bitter end and commit sometime their senior year. Um, but I mean, for me, it was a little bit of a different path. Uh, it's been a good experience to look at a, a bunch of other schools, but I actually um, kind of from the get go wanted to stick around and stay in Texas. Um, I just I don't know I've. I love the state and just wanted to stay somewhat near, sure. uh, near to home. Um, so I, my, both my parents went to SMU. I visited SMU, um, and, and visited Texas and, um, my dad went to grad school in Texas and I've just, I've grown up watching Texas college football and, and Texas sports in general. And, and I obviously knew that Texas is a great school, um, especially in state. Um, so it was it, it, honestly, I wish I could give you some more, but it was no, just it's... it was a really it was a really easy decision for me. Um, I, I committed in eighth grade um, and and really didn't know what my team was going to be like around me, but luckily I was able to kind of recruit along with the coaches um, and, and get. Uh, a great class around me and, and, and the years kind of surrounding me. Sure. Well, and you know, I just got uh, done with interviewing both the, the national champion coaches from last year, Alan Bratton at Oklahoma state, um, you know, Laura Ionello from Arizona, and they spoke a lot about what they look for in juniors when they go recruiting. So what, it, let me flip that around. What did you see in coach fields I know you committed in eighth grade, but what did you see in Coach Fields that attracted you even more so to the program? When you look around at a, a junior golf tournament, it's easy to kind of look at get coaches. You kind of look in their eyes, and and you can really just kind of feel that they're like kind of judging you. Sure. Um, and obviously, I mean, you kind of you kind of have to do that to a point. But uh, Coach Fields just. He, he had that a little bit obviously because he has to kind of scout out who, who he wants and wh what he likes to see but it just every time i talked to him and every time he was out there watching it he just it just seemed like he genuinely cared about how i was doing it and and cared about um just like what uh was gonna come with me in the future and so like i and then after i took a couple visits um and got to know him and and um john paul a bear a little bit better um it just become it just became easier and easier for me just because uh, it it was obvious talking to them as well as current and past players that um, they they treat 
their guys um, just tremendously well while they're there and and, and even beyond that, um, which is important to me because, I mean, got to have a support system um, when, when you go through the professional ranks. Um, so it, it ended up being uh, just a slam dunk decision for me. Now, it, it can't be all roses. You know, you're coming into Texas. You're one of the top-rate amateurs in the world. I know, uh, I think as of this week, you're in the top 10, either eight or nine, something like that. I know you have all these accomplishments and, and things you've, you've uh, you know, gone through in amateur golf, but you're still a freshman, and, uh, you know, they like to, you know, upperclassmen like to, you know, make sure they know they're freshmen. So have <laughs> you had bananas stuck in your golf shoes or clubs put upside down your bag? I mean, Tell me about the freshman experience at, uh, at a big major golf program. Well, luckily, since I've been committed here so long, I've gotten to know some of the upperclassmen. That's brilliant. Uh, through, so you're just, you're, my you're, that's brilliant. So they, you're, I see what you did, man. You're, you're pretty well, smart. Well, well, hang on. Okay. I, I mean, I, I, and I played with, I mean, Steven Trevoni, this, the lone senior on the team a bunch this summer, uh, no, Nick Costello is a junior for a long time and a bunch of, a bunch of the other guys. So it really hasn't been too bad as far as uh hazing goes i guess but i mean obviously i I know my place on the team i know that i know that i'm uh i'm definitely one of the young ones and um obviously it's i I still look up to the guys that are older than me because they kind of they've been through it all and and had more experience than me so i mean it's obviously i have a lot of respect for them and um i'm just glad to be part of the team you guys are not uh you know, this is kind of a, a part where you can kind of plug a local restaurant, but when you guys are out there, not on the golf course, just hanging around campus, what is one of the local area restaurants in Austin where you guys just do a ton of damage and absolutely destroys all the hard work you do in the gym? <laughs> destroys all the hard work in the gym. Well, uh, being from Texas, it's hard to pass up Whataburger. So if, if we're not, if we can't find anything, if nobody has a craving for anything, we just go straight to Whataburger. And, uh, and it's, it's it, we never lose there and then and then chipotle is another one of our favorites uh, but as far as like uh kind of an austin dive goes where the whole team is a big uh mexican food or big mexican food fan so we tend to go to this place uh called Maddie's. Uh they have a couple of them here and um and it's just it, it's a really good spot and when you're not playing golf with the team, what is a what does a typical weekend look like when you're just well, I would imagine you're always on the golf course, but if you can't mention yeah. golf, like what what is the hangout? What is the things that you guys like to do when you're not playing? Well, um, I'm rooming with two other guys on the team, uh, the twins, Parker and Pearson Cutie. So I mean we've been hanging out together a lot. I mean, really there hasn't been a whole lot of time just um from school and golf and um and, and just getting ready for tournaments and stuff. Um so, I mean, I haven't had uh, a ton of time to hang out with some of my past friends from Houston, but um, luckily this next couple months were free, and that I think there's going to be a little more time for that. Um, but uh, if I'm going to do something, I'm obviously going to go grab a few of my friends and either go to dinner and watch a game or, um, I don't know, uh, just kind of hang out have some fun. Sure. What, uh, what has surprised you the most about college golf? I mean, you've seen everything from, from amateur days. I mean, you just got back from Ireland playing in the world amateur. You, you've played in USGA events. You won a USGA event, but has anything really surprised you a lot about college golf? You know, uh, yes and no. The, the, the competition doesn't, doesn't uh, surprise me at all just because I've been around it for the past, I don't know, three or four years, sure. um, which is, I don't know, it's, it's been a great benefit um, because, I mean, college golf itself hasn't overwhelmed me. Um, but 
it, it is different putting on a, a, a Texas shirt and, and carrying a Texas bag. It, it's, it's, it's weird. Uh, I mean, obviously I've played uh, for teams before, but it's, it's just a little different. Um, because normally you're just out there for yourself grinding away and then now you have kind of yourself and the, the team to worry about. So it's a little bit different mindset. Um, just being with a bunch of guys. Um, but an incredible part of it is that you get to practice and, and play on a daily basis with great golfers. Um, whereas I had, I hadn't had that in the past. So it's, it, it's been really beneficial and, uh, and a lot of fun to, to be able to have uh, comp- little competitions and, and stuff among the, among the guys. You know, one of the things that really burst you onto the scene was obviously three years ago at the U.S. Open. Does that does it feel like three years ago? I mean, it's got to be like a lifetime ago, right? It feels like a long time ago. Yeah. I've got to be honest, um, especially now that uh, I'm in college um, because it felt like I just committed to Texas when I qualified for the U.S. Open. Right. And, um, and then I don't know. Three years later, I'm I'm sitting in a dorm room talking to you guys. So uh, <laughs> it, it's it's a, it's a change. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Um, I, I mean, it, it does feel feel like a long time ago. Um, so glad that I had that experience because it's helped me in so many different aspects. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I mean, and the thing that I remember so much about that is I'm I'm just looking at you, just walking around playing, and I'm thinking to myself, gosh, he's got to be walking around all these galleries, all these people and seeing kids that look just like him wearing some tattered Titleist or ping hat that are dressed like they're going to the, and they look just like you and they're on that side and you're on, you know, you're inside the ropes, they're outside the ropes. If you weren't playing that those two days, um, if you were just attending the, the event, what would you have done? Like, is there anything you wish you could have done? Obviously you played, that's, that's the biggest thing, but is there anything you wish you would have been able to do there at the U S open that you couldn't do because you're actually playing in the tournament? I'd been to the Shell Houston open once before. So it was my second experience at a, uh, PGA tour <laughs> and you're major. Playing in, yeah, and you're playing in, in a the major. Second. Yeah. Incredible. So I, I didn't know a whole lot of like what, what normally goes on. Obviously, as a player, uh, I, I met a lot of the guys, um, but I, I, I mean, I wasn't walking up to them asking them for their autographs. Right, right. So, uh, I mean, I guess I probably would have, I probably would have done that uh, if I was outside the ropes. Um, but I, I tell you what, I've been outside the ropes before, and it's not a place you want to be. So, no, no. I mean, being inside the ropes is is just off the charts, um, awesome, and 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 an experience I won't forget. So, uh, I mean, honestly. Um, I probably would have just gotten their autographs if I was out if I, if I was outside the ribs. Did you have any play, any problems getting into the player areas or any security issues where they're just kind of glancing at you like no 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 kid this is for the players like what what are you doing so uh yes and no luckily I mean I carried my badge around with me everywhere because I knew <laughs> you I knew. knew it was going to be an issue I mean I guarantee you Tiger Tiger Woods didn't put it on once you were, of Those course guys were just like don't oh, Mister Woods right through here sir yeah and then, uh, but yeah I. Uh, I obviously carried my badge around and, um, but I was fine. I have a sister that's three years younger than me. And as she, I mean, she was 12 at the time and she was kind of, she's carrying the camera around and taking pictures, um, for, for us. And, uh, it was, I mean, it was a lot of fun and, and getting them into the, uh, the player hospitality area was, was cool for everybody. And, um, but no, I didn't really have too much of an issue with it because it, it, it was a little, I mean, it was a little bit of a news story that I was there. So some of the yeah. guys, 
So, some of the guys recognize me. And towards towards kind of the end of the week, right before the tournament started, um, people have started to understand that I was actually playing in the tournament, not just trying to sneak in. Nice. Um, you had a you had an elbow injury the following year, 2016. You know, when I think of most uh, young athletes having a injury, it's of that kind. It's in that age range. It's normally due to baseball, due to pitching. So you you obviously recovered, but for such a, a golf addict, what what did you do to keep yourself from just going absolutely insane during that time where you can't hit a shot? Well, it, I mean, it was from pitching. I mean, I destroyed it. Um, playing baseball and then i tried to tough it out for a few years and um it, it was fine um i played in the u.s open with it and it didn't feel, didn't bother me at all and then the next year it just progressively got worse and and I, I figured that i had to do something um so i had surgery and i was out for four months um and it was just brutal um i mean that's just one word that i can describe it as because i mean it as a golfer, you just want to be out there. And, and, um, I, I remember after a month I was able to putt and I was just beyond excited to putt. And I just putted my brains out for a month straight and then I was able to chip and then it just kind of slowly came back, but sitting on the couch, not, not doing a whole lot, um, was, was not easy. Um, you don't strike me as a video game guy. So I could imagine it just hadn't been even worse. I, uh, have never had an Xbox, there so I not a video guy, video game guy at all. Yeah. So um, you're working now with your, your swing coach is uh, Cameron McCormick. I think there's another Texas guy that uses him too. I believe his name is Jordan Spieth. Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, most of us amateur golfers, we go take a lesson. Uh, you know, it's a half hour. It's a 60 minute lesson. Maybe they're trying to fix a slice or fix a grip, but you're a elite amateur. You're working with a elite coach. Um, what are some of your sessions like with him? Uh, they vary. Um, now that I've, we're, we're pushing three years now, I think, um, together. And so we've kind of ironed out the big flaws in my swing, I would say. So we're, we're, we're just kind of working on small things now. And, and we kind of have, uh, I, I have things that I do from time to time that, that get off and, and we're able to kind of quickly fix that now. Um, honestly, a lot of the time it's just an, unreal practice session where we just get a ton of stuff done and and work on on, on minor things that can Im and improve my game and around the greens he teaches me i mean new shots i i, I feel like i have a great i have great hands and, and feel around the greens but um he's taught me different ways to hit different shots and um which has been which has been great but as far as a typical session goes i mean we probably i normally go for two hours we depending on how I'm hitting the ball, we probably hit hit balls for about half that time then, and then putt and work on short game um, for the other half. And uh, he gives me new drills to, to work with um, basically in all aspects, but um, especially on the putting green, uh, which has been helpful. And um, we really are just able to kind of talk about my past tournaments and, and talk about what I'm experiencing so we can kind of get straight into um, how to fix that and, and improve it. So, He's just been an uh, unreal help uh, for me, and um, I'm just kind of grateful that he's part of my team. Sure. And, you know, a lot of, I guess, a lot of the guys on tour, a lot of, well, I mean, me included, a lot of amateurs, you know, when they ask, uh, you know, when they're asked how or why they're going to end up playing golf, the, the first person they mentioned a lot of times is Tiger Woods. Um, 
not sure if, well you don't know this but interestingly enough you and i shared the exact same birthday august 28th um just to make wow. sh- yeah so but it's going to get worse for me in a minute here because i'm going to tell you exactly how old i am so and how old you are um i started playing college golf a few months after tiger won his first major in 1997 you were born a couple months after tiger's 15 shot win in the 2000 us open so yeah. if you put that math together it's really uh, upsetting for me but was tiger an inspiration for you or did you have someone else that you looked up to when you started getting into golf other than obviously your parents so it was tiger all the way for me uh i know that's cliche but it really was like he i mean he's obviously transcended the game sure. and, and and sports in general and so i just i wanted to model my game after him and and that's kind of the way I, I i did it for a long time and then as i got a little older obviously i figured out what was best for me um rather than trying to copy copy what he he does so i mean uh but when I was really young, uh, I, I really modeled myself after him and what he was doing on the golf course was physically and mentally. I mean, he was miles better than anyone else um, uh, in between his ears. And so uh, I, I just felt like if I could improve in that aspect, then um, I would drastically improve uh, my overall game. And then uh, my first coach out at River Oaks Country Club's name is Bruce Davidson. Um, he's coached a few guys, coached Marco Mira, um, and then couple other guys um but he's kind of well known uh within um the golf world especially he's from scotland and uh, a lot of guys know him over there but he he really kind of kind of taught me the game and kind of taught me the game uh that i know and 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 he was really feel oriented and and which which is kind of the way i am now um and so I, i always looked up to him because i felt like he had a vast knowledge on the game that that i could always learn from and then um he left when I was, uh, 14. Um, so, uh, that was, I don't know, right before, uh, about two years before I qualified for the U S open. So sure. I looked up, I really did look up to him for, for a long time, uh, as well as Tiger. So you, you mentioned the Western amateur victory of this year. You also had another very big victory, which you shared with Garrett Barber, who is a freshman at LSU. He will be on the podcast very soon as well, but you guys picked up the 2018 U S uh, U.S. Amateur Four Ball, that was played just uh, just up the road for me at Jupiter Hills. Um, how did you two meet? How did you two decide to partner up for uh, for the Four Ball? Because you, uh, you know, obviously you're not living in the same area, but I'm assuming you have a relationship through junior golf. You didn't have to qualify for this, did you? You guys both had the amateur rankings that exempted you, correct? Correct. We were both ranked in the top 400, um, which were the requirements um, to, to be exempt. Um, but, I mean, Garrett and I have have known each other for our 19, 18, 19 years old now. I mean, we've known each other since we were 12, 13 years old and through junior golf. And um, honestly, we don't live near each other, so it's not like we're seeing each other on – a daily basis or anything, but we've, we've just become like great friends. Um, I don't remember the exact time that we met because sometimes golf tournaments can be a blur, Sure, but, uh, uh, he's just, he's really been one of my best friends through junior golf. And so when was, the time came around to sign up for the four ball, I, I played in it two years ago with my friend Walker Lee, uh, who was actually like my first golf friend and we've grown up together in Houston, um, for forever. So, uh, I had just a blast playing with him. It was, it was probably uh, my 
my best golf, uh, most fun golf experience, um, other than the U S open. And I just, I, I, I told Garrett about it and I was like, Hey dude, we got to do this. It'd be so much fun. We, our games complement each other as well. And, and I think we could, uh, have the potential to, to maybe win. And, um, so we signed up and, um, ended up, ended up going from there. Yeah. Well, you know, I, uh, two the, the two mid ams that you beat in the finals, Mark Dahl, Chip Brook, those are buddies of mine. They were on the podcast earlier this year as well. They had nothing but great things to say about, uh, about you and Garrett. You know, the reason I bring them up is that this tournament is such a physically taxing event. You have to do 36 holes of stroke play. And then to win the whole thing, you got to run through five matches. You guys walked, you actually carried your own bags, which I want to ask you about as well. I mean, the brutal heat of South Florida, I don't care what time of year it is. It's hot down here. It's humid. I know you're probably not thinking about this at the time, but did you think afterwards that you and Garrett just had a huge advantage over the field due to the fact that you're, you know, whether at the time, you know, high school golfers, you're, you're in shape, but the youth factor, did you feel that you had an advantage at the time? I mean, I did, uh, being, being seniors in high school about to go to college. Um, basically we had, we had just graduated. So, I mean, we were essentially in limbo between high school and college. And, sure. um, I mean, there, I'm not going to say that there's like an intimidation factor, but being young and like, um, being kind of some of the longer hitters at a tournament, um, has its advantages and, um, just having the, I don't know, kind of physical strength to, to walk and carry around bags for, let's see, I mean, 90, like over a hundred, over 120 holes, however many holes we ended up playing and, um, with, with practice rounds included, uh, it was, it was a lot of golf and, and we, we do that. We, we have that a lot. Um, you're in your, I mean, play the U S junior and, and hopefully like the USAM. And, uh, so we're, we're used to it and we're, we, we just play a lot more tournament golf than the mid ams have the ability to. So, I mean, we, we definitely thought it was an advantage for us, but I mean, obviously we still have to play great golf. So you, like you said, you carried your own bags in this event. Was there ever an idea to have a caddy or was this a strategy or did something fall through with some caddies? Like how did that idea come to pass? It was a little bit of both. We, okay. we kind of had a caddy lined up and then, and then it kind of fell through, but we, from the get go, we weren't really sure if we wanted a caddy or not. And so it, it just, as soon as that kind of fell through, we just said, all right, we're we, we should carry our bags. Um, and, and I mean, we didn't really look back nice. after that, uh, two of our friends, Frankie Sappin and Ben Wong, who won last year, um, after they were eliminated, they asked if, um, if, if we wanted them to carry for us and we thought about it because we thought it'd be a lot of fun to have them, but we didn't want to ruin our kind of our rhythm that we were in. Yeah, it was rolling. So, um, so another great thing you got to do uh, this year is, uh, man, I mean, your year has been pretty damn exciting but you got to go play in the u.s world amateur team with uh justin uh justin Sa and uh and colin morikawa so you go to ireland and you you participate in that the the golf had to be incredible but what are some of the off you know this is an event that doesn't get a lot of publicity i mean people know who's been named to the team they see who finishes they can look at your scores but what are some of the things that you got to do when you're in ireland that maybe you know most people wouldn't know about being a part of a team representing the United States is, is pretty incredible. And there were only three of us. So it was a really tight knit group, uh, with, along with our captain Tom O'Toole. Um, so, uh, we just, we did a lot of things as a team before we got there. We were in New York, went to the U S open, uh, tennis, sure. um, and, and watched and got to do that. Um, as well as go to the nine 11 museum. Once we got to Ireland, we played, um, 
uh, Royal Dublin Golf Club, which was pretty pretty cool. It was my first experience with Lynx Golf, and then uh, we just had a lot of team dinners and and um, got to experience Ireland uh, for a few days before the tournament started. And we had some unbelievable uh, polo and Peter Millar clothes um, that we got to wear <laughs> throughout the week, and and I still have it all, no doubt about that. Um, but yeah, no, it was just a great week, and um, it's just always incredible to be able to represent the country. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm still guilty of that. Whenever getting uh, getting free shirts or hats or gear, it's uh, you know I don't think that ever gets old. Um, so I know Jordan Spieth played at uh, played at Texas, and uh, you know a lot of other guys on tour. You know Dylan Fratelli and uh, you know um, you know Cody Gribble, but um, do you look at at Jordan Spieth and those guys as idols as much, or you know golfing idols of yours, or do you just kind of look at them now as just part of the Texas golf family, and they're just a couple years ahead of you? I would say it's a little bit in between. I grew okay. up. Kind of, uh, looking up to them, uh, no doubt about it, because I mean, they've accomplished so much. They won a national championship here, which is something that I want to, want to do, um, while I'm here and, um, seeing them have success later on, um, is, is pretty special because I mean, I haven't, uh, I played in US seven, but I haven't had success like they have at the next level. Um, so, I mean, it, it, we've been able to, I've been looking up at them for a while, but, um, since I'm here in Texas now, I mean, it's, it's, it's a tight knit group and, um, it's just, it, it, it's, it's fun to, fun to be in a place where, where, where they were not too, not too long ago. So obviously I, I can relate to them and, and understand what they were going through now, which is, uh, which is an advantage. So, um, we have a segment here at the, at the back of the range golf podcast called the quick bucket. These are just quick questions I wanted to ask you. So Jack Nicholas won the masters in 86 at the age of 46, Compare that to a potential fifth green jacket of Tiger Woods. Which would be the more substantial victory? Oh, that's a tough one. I, 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 Jack's win in 86 was unbelievable just because of, I mean, his age and, and what he had already done for the game. And, and Tiger's, in the, Tiger's in the same boat. Yeah. But now that he's come back um, from the, the situation that he's been in, both uh, personally and physically now, is just nothing short of unbelievable in my eyes. So if, if Tiger, what Tiger's already done this year is, is just beyond impressive. It just speaks to his mental strength and what, what he's able to get his body to do. Um, so if he were to win another major, I think that would be more monumental than what Jack did. Uh, but obviously not taking away from anything. Oh, of course. It's Jack did because it's unbelievable. Um, and 86 and all the documentaries I've seen just speak to that. But it's been a tough road for Tiger and to come back and win the tour championship. And then if he were to win another major, it'd just be incredible. Yeah. It's everyone split down the middle. When I asked that question, if you could give a major championship to anyone in history, who'd you give a major championship to? They could be alive or dead. They could have one major, no majors, 18 majors. You can mm-hmm. give a major. Who do you want to give a major to? Arnold Palmer. That's a very, that's a good one. That's a good one. You'd yeah. give him the PGA, wouldn't you? Uh, yeah, I would. There you I go. would for sure. I just he's transcended sports and like he no one has done better for the game than he has. And I I was just I'm disappointed that I never got to meet him because um he's just so great for the game and, and I mean he's the king. So I mean he's a king. Yeah, exactly. I mean that's a great word to describe him. So I mean I would I would throw a major his way. 
Final one, you can grab four UT alums. You and four, you can make your own dream team. You and four UT alums from the golf program to go up against your current team. Who do you want to recruit for your dream team? For my dream team. Uh, okay. Ben Crenshaw, uh, Tom, Tom Kite, Jordan Spieth, and um, uh, mm, Come on, I, uh, I know, come on! You're missing one. You're missing one. I know, I know. Uh, probably, probably Cody. I just love Cody. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Nice. All right, Cole. One final question. I almost forgot about this, but you said very nice things about Garrett Barber, your partner, when you guys won the 2018 U.S. Four Ball this year. He is going to be a guest on this podcast very soon. I'm going to give him this question, but I'm going to give it to you first. Give me a good Garrett Barber story. I mean, anything embarrassing is fine, but, you know, let's keep it a little bit cordial. But go ahead. You get the first crack. Give me give me a good Garrett Barber story. All right. Oh, man. They're, he's, just a, he's, just a, he's just a funny guy. Uh, I, <laughs> so Garrett, Garrett is a little bit messy, I would say. He's got a messy, a funny, kind of go lucky, like a little bit of a messy personality. And so – when 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 I was at the four ball, which is not long ago, but when I was at the four ball, I I was I was um, we were staying right across the street. But since he lives so close, he brought his car, and um, his car was an absolute mess. It was disgusting. I mean, there was stuff from who knows when uh, in there, and like I just had it was a it was a golfer's car. I mean, there were clubs laying around alignment sticks golf shoes from like when he was 12 i mean just literally everything you could think of in there and anyone i mean get out of the car he kind of scrambles around to find stuff pulls out a black hat from underneath all of it and it's just i mean you just get a look at him and you start laughing so i mean it was i mean that kind of gives a little bit of insight into what into garrett's personality but i mean just so much fun to be with so i mean i was lucky that we we've become good friends so you guys are kind of like the odd couple because you're the starch collar, you know, iron sleeves, you know, everything's, you know, clean shaven. And I've seen pictures of you two at that four ball and it looked like he just kind of woke up on this, you know, woke up and like, well, I guess we're playing golf today and just throw. <laughs> so that's pretty much what you're saying. You guys are kind of like the odd couple. A little bit. I mean, I'm I'm not like uh, perfectly clean or OCD by any by any means, but okay. uh, he 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 makes me look a little bit that way. I okay, guess. But, so you uh, keep yeah. you keep around to make yourself look better. That there you go, perfect, perfect. <laughs> sure, whatever you. I mean, if you want to look at that, look at it that way. Sure, Cole. I really do appreciate the time. Uh, I I know you're getting ready to uh, to have a couple of weeks off, and then spring rolls around. You're you're back to the races again. So, congrats on what you've done this year. Uh, you know, best of luck next uh, next spring with Texas and then all of your other uh, amateur events. And hopefully we can catch up sometime next year and, uh, and do it again. Yeah, thanks, Ben. Really enjoyed it. Fun, fun time. And there you have it. Special thanks to Cole Hammer for joining us this week at the back of the range. Again, good luck to Garrett Barber down there at the RSM. Good luck to the champ, Austin Cook, at the RSM. Follow us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Back of the Range Podcast. We'll be back next week with Garrett Barber here at the Back of the Range.